Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Well, perhaps good timing as Bulldog and I just had a short conversation about Stefan Diggs. I was, well, Bulldog was off all week last week and then this Monday, and I had been off for a few days before that, so there was some stuff that we just, I haven't asked you about Leslie Frazier yet. I know. Uh, right. right. So there's some catching up to do, but just, you know, are you following this drama with Diggs? And as Sal Capaccio joins us on the West Hill Hotline, I just see from Sal on Twitter that there's more in the way of digs with a quote or a commentary he made reads more like that sal uh i'm sure you'll clean it up as we talk now but um <laughs> what is what is dig saying here on the shop so he was on the shop which is lebron james's show on hbo it's um from i believe under uninterrupted i believe is uh, the kind of the umbrella that that's under and i just went and watched the episode which is out now and he was he said a few things about himself about Buffalo, I guess, but what he said was I'll quote here, he was asked, What do the Bills need? Like you've been here a few times now. He talked about he said the first year we go to the AC championship game. Second year it's thirteen seconds. And then we lose last year. And he was asked, What do you need? He said, quote, It doesn't make sense. I'll rack my brain with this blank at this point, with this crap. Uh, and then he went on, he has said a couple of words with that. He said, I think it's more execution than anything. Small little pieces on why it's not going right. We've got the players. We've got the plays. Why isn't it coming together? That's where you draw some of those questions. I never want to question who I am. I never want to question how I am. I'm giving this everything I've got. I'm dying on the hill for that. End quote. Is, is, this, is, this, is, is this giving anything away? Like, is this saying anything? I don't think it is. Like, who says... I don't think it is. I, I, it's hard... I, I, I mean... I don't know. How how uh, much do I need to say first about ad- admiring the player and everything? It's just like, I never want to question who I am. Like, isn't that the first thing anybody would do is ask them, not to say that he deserves blame, but just, isn't that the first thing you would actually do? Right, is question, have, I what, have I done, you know? But yeah. he's like, I never want to. It's just, sometimes taking them literally seems seems uh, precarious. Um, right. I, I don't know. Do you ever, do you ever he read? He also said... Um, I think that I think the frustration is I know I'm giving everything here. Like why? Like is someone else not? Is what's going on? And he's he's not blaming anybody. He doesn't want to blame anybody, right? Like why haven't we won? I know I'm doing everything I can. Um, he also talked about how his his departure from Minnesota was pretty interesting. The one little thing he gave about like 
maybe his feelings or whatever was he talked a lot about Minnesota and getting out of there and how he basically said, you know, I'm the number one. And they, they, they talked about that, but I felt like I got treated like I wasn't. And Adam was, and he said he has a great relationship with Adam Thielen, but he felt that, you know, maybe he wasn't as treated as a number one wide receiver should be, or, you know, in whatever terms I have to go back and listen exactly. And then he said, so he thinks the Vikings actually traded him, believe it or not, quote, not to have the career I've been having and for crap not to go well, in my opinion. He basically said he, they traded him to Buffalo because he thinks that Buffalo was a destination they felt he would not thrive. And then he used Antonio Brown as a reference of like getting traded, not coming to Buffalo and how he came here. And you know he didn't feel the Vikings did that. But the one thing he said was, then he said, I had a little bit of that this year, a little bit of that P- PTSD, I think is how he put it about all of the stuff that, you know, putting everything maybe just not going right or in a dark place. He said, in a dark place when things aren't going right because you know you're trying your best and things aren't going right. And he said, I had a little bit of that this year is how he put it. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack, I feel like. I, I, I don't know yeah, how, yeah, right? how hard I want to go because he's not saying – everyone else isn't giving everything they have and that everyone else is to blame and I'm not. But when you say things, when you choose to word things the way that he's wording them, you do not have to take a very long walk to get to he might be inferring that everyone else isn't as committed as him. Yeah, maybe. That could be true. I I think you could read that into it. And you could also, I think Stefan comes off to me as a person who is very, very personal in how he approaches things. And he expects everyone to be like him and say, We're, you you need to put everything aside and take this as seriously as possible. This is your livelihood. He talks about that. Like, everything he does is mm-hmm. for himself. No one, you know, he has to answer and look, look at himself in the mirror at the end of the day that he gave everything he could for his team to win. And he talks about that. And I don't think he's necessarily questioning anybody individually. What I think he's doing, to me, is the broader view of, so why isn't it coming together? I know I'm doing this, right? I mean, I I don't want to question if I'm not, so is everybody else doing that? And I don't think he's pointing the finger saying they're not, but I think he's asking the question, does everybody operate the same way? Yeah. Is everyone else pouring everything they have into this to the level that I am? Correct. This, the tweet about or the comment about his brother, um... The Instagram, if you want it, like, I I don't, I I think I'm going to choose to stop before really digging so that my hands are covered in dirt here trying to figure out what he really means, because I'm not even sure it's exactly possible. But Sal, you know, at the risk of lighting a flame here uh, where it's not called for, I know what he's not saying. He's not saying the stuff that you almost hear everybody say, and we question whether they mean it. Like he, he's not saying the easy stuff about Allen or about the organization, mm-hmm. you know, about his future. There's, this is where I want to be. I mean, they gave him a lot of money and a big commitment, not even a year ago. And so now, like, he isn't saying anything along the lines of, you know, hey, we've been close. We got to keep fighting that, that kind of. Well, maybe he is saying that. But w- where's the reinforcement yeah. of the idea that he's in a, a good place or just that he's on board, I guess, at least? Bef- I haven't before, heard that. Yeah, before before sale, I'll just I'll just say I, Super Bowl week when he was on tour, he did talk about I, I or just uh, with Rich Eisen or wh- whomever else he you know he made the rounds 
Super Bowl week, and you want to win really badly for the community. They care so much. There was some of that stuff. Okay. Um, you know, that's a while ago now, but there, there was more of the sort of, you know, let, let me just feed the machine, so to speak, you know, just get, give you the stuff that you expect to hear. Um, there, there was some of that, um, you know, a month ago or so. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like you guys, like, I'd be careful reading too much of it, right? Like, I've already tweeted out the quotes and everybody, well, he's blaming this person. He's blaming that person. This must be, must be a coaching criticism. I don't think it has to be any of that. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's simply him searching. Like, he's in search. Like, I don't know. Like, we, we're here. Like, we're right there. We got this great team. Like, why haven't we done it? It's the small little things. And I, so that's where I want to go. I, I don't think he's necessarily blaming anyone I think he is questioning the overall, like, okay, what, I know how, how much I operate, how I operate. I know how much I put into this. Like, is that what's happening here? Is everyone, because if we all are, then, you know, why hasn't it happened yet? I think that's what's going on here. But you're right, there's still a lot of questions unanswered. Now, he didn't talk about those things on this episode. He also wasn't directly asked any of those questions, right? Like, well, are you happy in Buffalo? Like, No, um, but, you know, guys, guys go out of their way yeah. to say it because they know they'll be scrutinized. You know, like right. you just have that every time in these kind of things. I mean, it's just it's what always happens. Uh, but maybe, maybe conspicuously absent here, you know, from from his comments. But Buffalo, I think, if I, if I may, could use some of that from him right now. You know, like uh, just yeah. the, in the next one of these conversations, the next one of these shows he does, maybe we'd all like kind of like to hear him say, you know, onward, let's go. We were close. We're good. We know we're good. Keep going. Is yeah. he is he really confused or baffled about why they're losing, or does he have specific, like doesn't don't we all reasons in mind? Just doesn't want to be specific, doesn't want to name names, or like he, for obvious reasons, doesn't really want to go that far. He, I mean, he's not. You can't believe he for all the time he says he thinks about it. Like you can't believe he just has no idea. So. Anyway, that's probably enough. I don't know. Any final thoughts on this before we get to actual stuff? <laughs> I guess my only thought is that I'm just as confused now as I was before <laughs> he went on this show and I listened. I really don't know. I think Stefan's a very, very interesting and intriguing person, and I enjoy listening to him, even though I'm confused and don't know exactly what he's trying to say, if he is trying to say anything. I, I enjoy it to maybe try and figure it out and do think he's very passionate and he's trying to – he wears his emotions on his sleeve, that's for sure. $45 million dead cap. Uh, if they trade him, I think it's 37 It's only 37 Yes. <laughs> I mean, what are we even talking about? Exactly. I know, I know. There's, exactly. There's no and, way functionally no. they could make that happen. He has to know that, right? Oh, I would... 100% think he, think he knows that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Mike. You are correct. Dead money is 45.4. That is correct. I'm looking at uh, – So I was looking at something else. So you're right. 45.4 dead money <laughs> if they were to trade him. So that, that's not going to happen. Yes, Bulldog, I think that he would have to know that. Um, as I've said many times, even if he walked into Brandon Bean's office and said, I want out of here, Brandon Bean would say, well, too bad. You just signed a contract extension last year. We gave you $70 million guaranteed, and I can't operate a football team by having $45 million of dead cap. So, sorry. You know, I do want to ask this question one more way, and I recognize we've been talking about it for like eight minutes. Is it a non-story, Sal? In the end, all these things from Diggs, maybe even including his, his, his uh, you know, performance in the playoff game i mean is it a non-story do you feel like this is nothing ultimately 
Um, before I answer that, Mike, it's both. If it's released, it's 47. If it's traded, it's 37. If it's 45 okay. released, okay. 37 traded dead cap. Anyway, he, he won't be released. Right numbers on that. He won't be Correct. released. Correct. And, and if he was traded, it'd be $37.5 million dead cap. Um, is it a non-story? No. I think it is a story. He's the number one wide receiver, an elite wide receiver in the NFL, who previously had tweeted something which led to his departure from his previous employer. So his activity on social media, what he feels, is a story. The fact that he had a blow-up with Josh Allen on the field contributes to that story. At the end of the day, I don't think it rises to the level of, oh my God, he's going to be traded again, he wants out of Buffalo. I think it's something to talk about and monitor as far as how he feels about the offense, him being here, and what the future ultimately down the road may hold. Okay, good. Yeah, because I think he'd really like to see, and you know, this is in no way to imply that we won't see this, like a re-energized, recharged, like I, I, I won't want to see Stefan Diggs, you know, on the first pass attempt of the year, turning around if it's over his head, like he did in the Bengals game, like, <laughs> what are you doing out here? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to need to, if you're going to get there, I'm going to need you to ramp up to that. I don't need you hitting the ground at already borderline infuriated because the ball wasn't right, right at you. I do want to make one more point. He did talk a little bit earlier, and I didn't like tweet out the quotes because it wasn't specific about Buffalo. He did talk again about, like, hey, I'm passionate, and I don't care what anybody says. Like, if you're not, I feel if you're not kind of like that, like you can question people if they want to win. No one can question me wanting to win. That's why I am the way I am. Basically, is is how he he, he said it. So in some way, shape, or form. I hate that too. <laughs> you know, you know my it. feelings on this. That's but, how he's wired, right? I mean, and that's how he feels yeah. about it. But I understand. Other guys want to win. I think they pretty much all want to win. Maybe not all to the exact same extent. Right. Let, let's talk about your latest article: the state of the Bills' defensive yeah. line. Boy, there've been there've been a lot of plays here by the organization in the draft, and then quintessentially Von Miller and free agency. As you look at this unit right now, how impressed are you? Well, I only did defensive end. I am working on defensive, defensive tackle right now. Sorry. So that's all right. So, so as defensive line as a group, um, let's parse it out to defensive end. Um, I'm encouraged by some things I saw last year from Gregory Rousseau. I think he made a step, and I do think that the best is yet to come from Greg Rousseau. I think he really took a nice step last year. He did not play football three years ago now. Um, I think that's part of like his growing process. He's a little bit more raw. Uh, he's had all these traits that they really love. But what I liked about him was the consistency that he actually had, even after Von Miller's injury, his numbers were pretty consistent, actually. Now, he's not putting up incredible numbers, but he did finish with eight sacks. I think that's a nice number. I'd like to see a jump this year. And typically, under McDermott and Bean, we do see a jump from players from year two to year three. So if that happens, I think he could be in for a really, really nice year. But obviously, the biggest thing is Von Miller and getting healthy. And if he can get healthy and he can get back um, you know, as soon as possible – that would just help this group tremendously. The, the, the odd thing is, A.J. Epinesa, very inconsistent through three years. I think we'd all probably agree on that. Mm-hmm. He actually had way better numbers after Vaughn's injury, and he didn't have a ton more playing time. He got more, but not a ton more. He actually had the same production in half the games after Vaughn's injury that he did before. And what can you do with that? Well, that leads me to maybe there's something to – how are we using him? Are we putting him in the right situations? Did we do something different with him once Vaughn was injured and how we play him? Because he put up good numbers after Von Miller got injured. And he, you know, we, we all saw kind of the, we, we've seen the flashes, but I think it's really interesting there. Okay. Defensive tackles are, go ahead, Bulldog. Well, I, yeah. yeah. 
Basham is someone I want to ask about because that that's all like yeah. like um, like Epinesa. That's a second round pick, same draft as Rousseau. And I don't know, Sal, like how, where 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 are we on him? Still inconsistent. I think he's a guy that's got to take a year, two to three jump. I wouldn't expect it, obviously, like you know Greg Rousseau. But what's really interesting about him is, and it's just one game. I understand that. But it seemed like he started to figure things out, and then the playoff game, he was a beast. He he had his best game of the year in the playoff game against the Miami Dolphins. Now, no one really played that well, I think, on the defensive line anyway against the Cincinnati Bengals. But in that Dolphins game, he had like five tackles. He had a sack. He was really starting to figure things out, I think, as the season went on. They need more of that. They're, he's going to have a really good opportunity, I think, in training camp and preseason to make another step and to impress because I don't expect Von Miller to get a lot of, even if he's getting healthier. I mean, training camp at preseason, probably we're not going to see him a ton, if at all. So I think that's the case there. Uh, the one free eight, those guys are all under contract, by the way, including Kingsley right. Jonathan, um, who signed a reserve uh, futures deal. The one guy who is going to be a free agent from that group is Shaq Lawson. And I think Shaq had a, a really nice year, and he was actually pretty consistent. You when he was on the field, I think you could count on him to make a few stops. He wasn't going to hurt you. He, he didn't have many times this year. I'm like, oh, man, Shaq Lawson really didn't play that well. I think he was good. He was solid. He said he wants to return to Buffalo. He spoke very interestingly about the mental health component of the game and how he's been at his best in Buffalo. I agree with that. I think he's the best version of himself in Buffalo. He'd love to stay here. That's a big reason why. But he also said that he thinks he's put him in in himself in position to maybe you know get paid in free agency. I don't know about that. We'll see. And if he does, good for him. If not, I wouldn't rule out him coming back to Buffalo on a like some sort of minimum or, or low veteran deal. Before good. I'm glad you got to him because I I was yeah. I was going to ask. Yeah. Good. Be- before yeah. you go, I know you responded to to somebody on Twitter about this. The Wednesday is the day for the new league year, but really nothing from the Bills in the way of cuts or like announcements. And I think you, your response was, well, that's kind of what happened last year pretty much. You know, this is about when it would start, when you referenced Klein that's right. and a couple other moves. So, like, are, is there is there it's, anything to say about that we don't know anything yet? I think the only thing is to say that they still have time. They don't have to make these moves now. Last year, free agency started on March 15th. I'm sorry, was it uh, on the 16th, 16th? Sorry, the 16th. This year, it's on the 15th. Last year, their first move was March 8th. Then they made another one on March 9th. Then one other one on March 14th when they did releases. Um, so we're right there. We're actually a little bit behind schedule if you want to go by that timeline. But they have until and, – and it's only literally – like Josh Allen, for example. You want to restructure him? It's literally just making a, a sign of a pen. Like they can just do that. It is, it's no work at all to do that. My guess is, my assumption is here, they're reading the landscape. They want to see what other teams are doing a little bit before going fully down that road to make their own decisions and say, okay, we know this guy's going to be available. Let's start to create some space. But I wouldn't read much into it. It's going to happen. They're going to have some releases, most likely. Um, they're going to have restructures, I think, almost definitely. And they do have some time to make that happen here. You'll probably see it in the next couple of days, I would imagine, but certainly once March 13th gets here, because that's when they're going to start positioning themselves to hit the ground running on the 15th. Yeah, I think the next couple of days, also because that's when you want to announce bad news. Fridays and Saturdays. Fridays, yeah, sure. We'll see what happens. You guys will see what happens. I'll be driving through the snow in Pennsylvania. Uh, Very good. Thank you, Sal. Okay, guys. All right, it's Sal Capaccio on our Wester Hotline, and his appearances are brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it is the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Yes, several inches. Southern Erie County and, like, all through Pennsylvania – 
which is exactly that's tomorrow for me. Um, great. Who who couldn't use four to eight inches of snow right now, right? Like who couldn't use that? Oh, let's, sure. Let's yeah. go. No, I'm happy. I'm ha- I'm happy. I mean, I got out of here during the last one, and so I, you know, I I'm I'm you're I'm the in debt. problem. Yeah, it is me. It's my fault. You're the problem because you got out of it. So we have to have another one of these. Thanks to you, we didn't get bulldog last time. Everybody was out that like or or the February break, right? Schools off and everything, and ice storm. I don't know. Fun times. Fun times. Eight oh three oh five fifty. The digs thing. Like, are you thinking? Are you wondering what he's thinking? Is it? Of course, somebody's always bills. Somebody's going to call and say, like, why are you guys? You know, there's going to always be that. But you know, you, it would be kind of cool if he just talked up the the, the, the team, the, mm-hmm. the future at all. You know, one of these times, one of these many chances he gets. Eight oh three oh five fifty to call in. Yes. I mean, it's March. Yeah. And I'm to believe you're still racking your brain trying to figure out what happened. I, I don't know. I mean, I dwell on things, but this seems <laughs> a little obsessive. <laughs> you must have some take on what it is. Right? If you, if you don't want to name names, let's just be positive here. I don't know. All right. Pre-game at 6, Sabres and Stars downtown. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 